This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. You're listening to the Kitchen Confession podcast with Chef Mary Mamalidi. People have been fed this line about healthy food, I think, for a long time that it it has to be suffering. You know, that you're like saying no to flavor and saying no to fun and that if you're not working really hard, you must not be doing it right. I want my healthy living to be as obvious and easy as my indulgent eating. And I do feel like you have to consistently feel like you are getting more than you are giving up if you're going to stick with any positive lifestyle change. So Eat Your Heart Out is this reset for people who love to eat, and it is 150 recipes free from gluten and free from refined sugar. That's Daphne Oz. She's an Emmy award-winning television host, New York Times bestselling author, entrepreneur, wife, and if that wasn't enough, she's a mother of four young ones. Her newest cookbook, Eat Your Heart Out, all fun, no fuss food to celebrate eating clean. It's a collection of 150 recipes that are free from gluten and refined sugar. They're full of flavor. This book is filled with useful tips, gorgeous photography, and mouth-watering recipes. Okay, you don't want to hear any more about this from me. We want to hear from Daphne. Daphne, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks for having me and for that lovely intro. And I'm so excited that we get to talk about this new cookbook of yours. But where does your love of food come from? My love of food, um, so I'm the oldest of four, but I always joke I'm kind of the youngest of seven because <laughs> my my mom had me when um, she was 22 and she's the oldest of six in her family. Her littlest brother's only eight years older than I am. So I, and because my dad was in medical school and then residency when I was born, um, we would spend so much of our time at my grandparents' farm in Pennsylvania and so much of our time just surrounded by that family unit. Um, so I grew up as this, you know, baby at the elbow of my mother and my grandmother, every time they were cooking these family meals that just by virtue of how many people were eating were always these celebratory, wonderful gatherings. Um, you know, like a Wednesday night dinner had 20 people around the table every week. And it was just, that's how I grew up. That food was this bond. Food was this way that we showed love. Food was how we shared the day. And, you know, I had a really cool health influence because my dad and both grandfathers and my uncle are all surgeons. So they have this wonderful Western medicine influence. And then my mom and my grandma have always been deeply into nutrition and complementary medicine and alternative therapies. So our dinner conversations were this incredible melting pot of like, you know, big, vibrant food cultures, Italian and Turkish influences, like food and homemade delicious eating was so fundamental to our lives. And then we also have this, you know, confluence of like all the health and wellness information coming in and how food is also the medicine we give ourselves three times a day. And so Mm -hmm. it was just like boisterous, wonderful experience of what food could and should represent. And I, and definitely, um, I think as the oldest daughter, uh, just oldest child in general, I always felt like, like I am the person that holds on to the traditions and wants to keep those alive for my kids and keep them alive for our family. And so, um, you know, food is such a piece of that. I think that's what keeps me so eager to stay in this world, but honestly, something that I think all chefs and sort of culinary lovers in general hold on to, you're never done learning. Like it, it is a field that lets you stay endlessly curious. Every time you try a new dish, every time you eat some new kind of food, every time I go to a farmer's market where the produce is hideous and delicious, like that's my favorite experience. <laughs> I love that. 
Are you into playing a couple of games with me? Sure. Okay. (laughs) So we're going to do a game called This or That. While cooking, do you listen to music or do you prefer silence? I love music. Love it. Chocolate or vanilla? Oh, interesting. Tough. Tough. Very tricky. Well, I feel like I'm going to go vanilla because if, if I could always add chocolate and make vanilla chocolate, but you can't take it back to vanilla. We are getting along right away because <laughs> no one has chosen vanilla other than you. Poor vanilla gets such a bad rap. Such of, a bad rap. You know, of being this bland, you know, nothing. And honestly, beautiful vanilla when it's that sweet caramelly note and it's heady and redolent. I, I love pure vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> sweet or salty? If you'd asked me up until the age of probably 25, I would have said sweet. And then somewhere along the way, I grew out. It's not that I grew out of my sweet tooth because I still love a sweet thing. But in terms of the snacks I choose and like what I really crave, salty all the way. I'm just getting salty in my old age. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the cookbook because I am so excited about this. But you use a five days on, two days off reset and that's to reboot healthy habits. So as a fellow foodie who lives for delicious dishes. I mean, I definitely need that healthy reset. I'm so intrigued by this. Can you tell me a little more? How does this work? What are the four simple rules that you live by when you're making healthy choices? Yes. So basically, Eat Your Heart Out is a reset for people who love to eat, aka myself. And I really felt like, you know, I've I started um, in food television at at 24 when I got the job at The Chew, and I've really been in and around food TV and working with incredible chefs and cooking for a living and all of it for, you know, almost 15 years now. Uh, But even before that, I grew up in a huge family where food and food culture was so much a part of the fabric of how we bonded. And for that reason, and because it's just literally my favorite, most pleasurable way to engage with the world and feel like I can adventure without ever leaving my kitchen and just like have this wonderful um, uh, history as a family. And when you gather friends and people you love around the table, like what a, what a what better way to connect and and make those memories than over a delicious meal? And for those reasons and so many others, you know, just a lot of stress, a lot of celebration, having babies, whatever it might be, I would find myself wanting to lose weight and feeling like I'd lost track of healthy habits. You know, I've definitely been, I was raised as someone who really loved healthy foods. And I, to this day, I'm someone who would always prefer like a mountain of gorgeous, beautifully prepared veggies and then protein as a side portion or a, you know, a, a really lovely high quality cut of meat as opposed to a huge big portion of that. But you can overeat healthy foods. And then more importantly, when you are not you know, when you're not paying attention to your healthy habits or they fall to the wayside out of, you know, convenience or necessity. Um, I found myself uh, just needing to get a, get, get back on track and do it in a way that never made me sacrifice my full-time love of food or my very demanding taste buds. And when I would look at reset programs that were available, they all felt truth be told, like, like a lot of work and like way more work than they needed to be. I never want my eating to feel like another job. I just don't want or need. I'm not looking to do math when I eat. I'm not looking to, you know, follow a crazy set of rules and strict guidelines or even worse, like very opaque, strange rules that you always have to guess about. Like, Oh, is this, you know, on the plan? Is this not on the plan? Because the more you have to think about it, the less in the moment you can be, the less intuitive it feels, the more it feels like you are again, having to work for it as opposed to just letting it be um, 
a very comfortable and easy and delicious and fun way of living the same way as you eat when you're indulging or just living normally. So eat your heart out is this reset for people who love to eat. And it is 150 recipes free from gluten and free from refined sugar. And the reason I picked those, you asked about the four simple rules. They are no gluten, no refined sugar, limited dairy, and take the weekends off. Those are the four rules that I live by when I'm doing this reset. And I've done this reset uh, you know, for months at a time after having babies and wanting to get back and fit in my clothes again and feel good in my skin again and confident in my healthy eating choices. I've also done it for a week or two after the holidays or after a crazy stressful work period when I just needed a chance to break my dependencies on primarily for me, gluten and sugar. And that's why I picked those two things as my like fundamentals of when you're looking to just, just cut those dependencies and flood your body with vital nutrition and really focus on the abundance of healthy choices available to you, as opposed to things that you're quote unquote ruling out or avoiding. I found it to be a much more effective strategy for my own happiness to have very, a a very few, very simple rules that I could just relax into and, um, and then really focus on the abundance. But I'll tell you the most important rule of those four is the take the weekend off piece. And that is because I want, anybody can do anything for five days out of a week. And knowing that you have the weekend to look forward to, which is when I take my two days, but you can pick whatever two days you want to look forward to, to go out to dinner with your girlfriends and have, you know, have your drinks and have your dessert or make a gorgeous meal with the family that, you know, a big brunch on Sundays that has pancakes and everything else. I don't want to say no to those life experiences that add so much color to my days and that really are the fa- the fabric of what makes my life feel rich and 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 pleasurable and abundant and i know that looking forward to those days makes it so i don't feel like i'm sacrificing all that much during the week and this is actually a piece of the psychology of the book that i think is really important people have been fed this line about healthy food i think for a long time that it it has to be suffering like in some way you yes. are surprised, you know that you're like saying yep. no to flavor and saying no to fun and that if you're not you know working really hard you must not be doing it right and my feeling is i want my healthy living to be as obvious and easy as my as my indulgent eating and um i, I do feel like you have to consistently feel like you are getting more than you are giving up if you're going to stick with any positive lifestyle change. And, um, and so that idea that, you know, you're sticking with it for five days, you have the weekend to look forward to, and then you jump back on with no guilt and no feeling of like, Oh, you know, I, I gave up on the weekend. No, like you were entitled to this weekend. This was your, these were your days off so that you can recommit without ever feeling like you're like, you're giving anything up for those five days when you're on. And I found it to be such a sustainable, easy to follow program and the food is really delicious. So you genuinely want to eat your heart out, but it's also super effective, which I know is everyone's major, major question mark. Um, and that to me is, is obviously if you're going to do anything, it needs to work. And that's, that is the whole point. You're going to feel good and eat delicious things. And this is what I love about this is because as you're actually talking about it, I mean, we're not cooking, we're just talking about food and and the joys that come with it. I find myself smiling and (laughs) right. And a lot of people, when you think of healthy eating, everyone puts so much stress around it. And with this, it's not, it's exactly what you said. It's that joy of eating these delicious foods, having that that weekend or the two days off that you can enjoy gatherings with your family. Because to me, that's something that means a lot to me because growing up in a foodie family, that's what, that's how we express ourselves is through food. There are just so many things that I love about this. And that was one. And there's also um, a line that I, I 
saw in your book, which I have to read you this. So in your book, you mentioned this has less to do with losing weight than with gaining food confidence. Like what a powerful statement. And it's one that resonates with me. So what is that food confidence for you? Why is this so important to you? So I'm so glad you called that lineup because that was a really powerful one for me as well, because I, I wanted to really distinguish this book from you know other weight loss books out there or cleanses or things of that nature, because it's just people who know me from TV or from social media know I don't eat food that isn't delicious. I really am not a restrictive person. I am very much about the pleasure of food first and foremost, um, alongside it being fuel. And I, I find it is a much more sustainable and and impactful mentality to focus on knowing how to eat rather than how not to eat. I, I want, I think it's a, it's a fundamental way humans care for ourselves to know how to feed our bodies and to know what makes us feel good. And I think that a lot of uh, marketing speak and, you know, fad diets and things like that have made it very confusing for people to know what do I need for my personal body to feel good. And I really wanted Eat Your Heart Out to be a guidebook for how I eat, not how I don't eat. And, and for how I eat to thrive and eat to feel good in my skin, not just to be thin, but to genuinely love my life and live my life in full. And I think, um, you know, that's why, you know, the, the no gluten, no refined sugar, it's not that that, you know, I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not a dietitian, although I've studied nutrition extensively, but I'm not saying, you know, you can never have these things or you're allergic and you shouldn't have them. I'm saying, I recognize that when I find myself creating dependencies and not making conscious food choices, but, and, and paying attention to what makes my body feel good and eating intuitively and eating confidently. Um, it is oftentimes because I've grown, you know, dependent on, on these, or these two elements of foods. And, um, and that, that confidence of knowing how to feed my body and how to choose the foods that make me feel great is so important for never feeling like, um, and for always feeling like you're putting the priority on you being in control, you being in the driver's seat and you making choices. You know, we all, we, we all have those things that are worth indulging in. Like, of course I'm going to have birthday cake. Of course I'm going to, when I, when my husband and I are going out to one of our favorite restaurants, I am going to order the cacio pepe pasta and I'm going to love every bite of it. <laughs> and ask for a piece of bread to wipe off the plate. <laughs> correct, correct. But, but I'm not going to accept the packet of Cheez-Its on my JetBlue flight. You know what I mean? It's like that kind yeah. of thing where it's it's little moments like that where you just, um, the more the more I focus on, um, and, and by the way, I say that about the JetBlue Cheez-Its and, and at the same time, like there are some trips where like, you really need those damn Cheez-Its and you're going <laughs> to so I don't, I don't say no to things as like a universal rule where I can't be flexible with myself because I genuinely want to be confident in my food choices and know that I'm making them for good reason. What I'm trying to avoid is making choices out of convenience or purely out of laziness of like not wanting to ask myself, is this really what you want? Or are you just, are you, could you make a better choice that feels like something you would actually feel better for having made? I'm Mary Mamaliti and you're listening to the Kitchen Confession Podcast. Today, I'm talking with Emmy Award-winning television host, best-selling author and entrepreneur, Daphne Oz. Okay, can we please get into some of the delicious and nourishing recipes that are in this book? Lots of good. So I also really wanted to 
you know, I talk about meeting humans where they are, right? So this book, Eat Your Heart Out, Eat Your Heart Out, yes, it has breakfast and brunches and lunches and dinners, but I also included snacks and desserts because even though those are things that you know, normally you wouldn't think of when you're thinking about a, about a reset program, you're human, right? And, you know, sometimes we need a salty crunch. I have um, my spicy nori popcorn that I'm obsessed with. I just, That one stood out to me oh, right away. It's freaking delicious because I, I do um, some sesame seeds pulverized up with the nori, which obviously you see vegetable full of great minerals, great iodine for thyroid function. The sesame seeds give it like a little nutty fatty crunch. I put a little chili flake on there because I like it spicy. You can leave it off popped, crunchy, you know, obviously salty, that beautiful popcorn texture that we all know and love. Um, but, uh, so just like, that's one example of a snack that I have in the book. I also have desserts that are all again, free from refined sugar, things like pistachio, dark chocolate truffles, uh, coconut cups, a peach papaya sorbet that I'm so looking forward to making all summer long watermelon lime pops, a red slab fruit tart. That is like literally I fell in love with an image on Pinterest, not joking, five years ago that just looked like the most <laughs> luscious, over-the-top, like beautiful mess dessert. It was this free-form slab with this like piled mountain of, I guess maybe they did meringue or marshmallow thing, and then all these lovely red fruits scattered over top. It was so luxurious and messy and beautiful. And so I I like created my version of that. And it's an almond flour crust and it's uh, it's that one has like a whipped uh, sheep's milk ricotta. Bit, uh, this was that was like a recipe. I, I say, and I, most recipes in this book, I try to keep the ingredients list really tight. I try to keep it a really easy process. There are probably five recipes of the 150 that are a little more intense, and I call it out in the head note. I'm like, this is to save for a day when you really feel like trying your hand at something fun and like because I just you just want a little something to salivate over sometimes. Um, the book is filled with gorgeous salads like my crab cucumber avocado salad or a kabocha squash and frisee with a golden goddess vinaigrette that I love, braised chicken thighs with fennel and dates, um, or fennel and figs. I think that one is chipotle chicken meatball burrito bowl. Like, can I just say I love these flavor combinations? Oh, good. Yay. They are stunning. Like they sound so good. How about some ginger snap granola bars? Cause that's another thing you don't want to fall into food boredom. I'm not talking about, you know, egg white omelets every day. I want there to be those omelets where you're really getting that heady experience, but, and I'm so glad you like the flavor combo because I do think that's a big part of it. It's like, I'm, I'm trying to make simple food that still feels luxurious and healthy food that still feels indulgent. And um, I'm so glad it sounds like you are on the same bandwidth as I am. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love all the flavors. Um, taking a look at a lot of the recipes in the book, I would have said they're all so easy to follow. Ingredients are all accessible. I'm honestly, I'm gushing over this book. Aww. I do. I truly do love it. Thank you. And I can hear it in your voice. Like you generally love talking about food. Thank you. <laughs> I, so do I. I talk the same way. Like I get so happy about it. And do any of the recipes in the book hold any strong memories or connections for you? Well, the red slab tart is one of my favorites just because it's so funny how it was brought to life from the pages of Pinterest. And I was just obsessed with it for so long. Um, The uh, chocolate covered raspberries, which is another one of my favorite desserts in the book. Um, And it's, it's chocolate that I sweeten with a little bit of coconut sugar. And, you know, you writing a cookbook, as I said, this took the process of five years. So 
you are always learning new things that you wish you could have added into the book too. I am, I have recently fallen in love with sweetening chocolate with dates and it's so like such a beautiful, so good. Oh, so like rich and malty and perfect. Um, but that, that recipe was something that I fell in love with in college that I used to have and make there. Another example of a sort of funny recipe was the, um, I, I call it my faux tuna chickpea salad. And this was a dish that I just, I think like maybe a vegan friend of mine had sort of casually mentioned it in passing to me. And I started experimenting with this idea that you can gently mash up chickpeas and combine it with those sort of traditional tuna salad components, uh, you know, celery and, and dill and shallots and a little mayonnaise um, and make it taste a lot like tuna salad without any tuna in it. And I sort of ripped on it, made it my own. I added in some olives and lemon juice and made it really bright and vibrant, um, and I made this recipe one day on, on Instagram a couple of years ago and people went psycho over it. I thought it was going to be just like people thinking I was, you know, another weird <laughs> dish that Daphne loves and people went really, really crazy. So I, it's so much so that I wanted to put it in the book because it is a perfect example of how you can take comfort food, fill it with a boost of extra fiber and protein and, you know, and make something so exotic and yet so comforting and familiar at the same time. Um, my roasted cauliflower with, I call it crack topping, but in the book, I, I said it with scallions, <laughs> hazelnuts, and dates is one of my favorite bites to put in my mouth. It's phenomenal. So crack topping made it, but just not the name didn't make yes, it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then there's a picture in the book that's one of my favorites that is of my husband and two of our children and I on the beach um, grilling whole Branzino over a bonfire. And Ooh, that's good. it's a whole brands, you know, to me is like the perfect summer meal. You can grill it. You can put it on, um, you can obviously roast it too, which is a nice, easy preparation pan fry it, but it's just this wonderfully mild, flaky, flavorful fish. I stuff it with any kind of fresh herbs. I love mint. I love uh, thyme. I love uh, rosemary, um, lemons, a little red onion, oregano, and plenty of olive oil. And you just, is this gorgeous. Again, it takes you immediately on vacation, which I think is fabulous. Yeah, it does. It sounds exotic. Sounds tropical. What advice do you have for someone who wants to start creating healthier habits? Because this could be daunting for some. Yes. I wrote my first book, The Dorm Room Diet, when I was a sophomore in college. And I've been talking about kickstarting a healthy lifestyle program since then, because I think getting started and getting restarted are two of the things people really trip on um, for, for a variety of reasons, sometimes because you know, you don't think you have the time or, or because you think it's, it's overwhelming. And, um, the, the tip that I say everyone should start with, because you can literally, it costs you nothing. And you can start it today is to start drinking half your body weight in ounces of water. So if you're 150 pounds, uh, that's 75 ounces of water every day. And that's purely to keep your body hydrated. It will help all the systems function better just to have that, have that, you know, balance of liquids and hydration that you need. Um, especially those of us who drink a lot of coffee throughout the day, you know, you don't realize how dehydrated you get. Um, but it's also people don't realize that the the chemical process by which your your body tells you you're hungry is very, very closely aligned to how it tells you you're thirsty. So sometimes just by having enough to drink, you don't your, your impulse isn't just to start eating right away. Like it's, you actually can better pay attention to when you're genuinely hungry versus when it's just sort of a hormonal hunger. Um, and, and I would say that, uh, from the, from the sort of mental standpoint of breaking down whatever blockages you have, that is so much why I, I really wanted this to feel like a very accessible plan because I, so many of us want 
better longevity, more vitality. We want to lose weight. We want our, we want to, we want more energy. And yet the, the, the programs that have been offered to us sometimes feel so overwhelming. We don't know where to start. And I think my goal for this book was that, yes, these are 150 recipes I put together specifically for this reset, but they're also recipes you would want to make and cook throughout the rest of your life. So the idea is even if you just start by incorporating more of these foods into your habits, into your daily life, as opposed to, you know, going fully full throttle into the cleanse um, or into the reset, I think even that, even just feeling what your body feels like on good, clean fuel is such an incentive to, oh, well, I can try this. Like I can add these, I can add this meatless day. I can add this, this day that feels like I had, you know, a big salad and my, and the, you know, the, the stuff that I was looking to forward to indulging and feels like I still got to have it, but I had it as a smaller portion. I think that's very meaningful to people who um, are concerned that it just, like I said, like that it would be another job that none of us want or need. Okay. We're going to go on to rapid fire. Tell us one thing most people don't know about you. I love tennis. I love playing tennis. Name one thing from your childhood that kids today wouldn't understand. Skip it. I try to explain this to my children. They were like, what? What do you mean? It's on a, it's on a rope. You're kicking it. You're jumping it. <laughs> what are the last three things you've had to eat? I'm in New York City today and I dragged my coworker to uh, Daily Provisions, which is this adorable, like, restaurant kind of thing downtown and made her try the cooler with me which is one of my favorite pastries like it's it's basically a donut but like more fried and delicious um so i had a cooler and i had a couple bites of an egg sandwich and i had three cups of coffee and i had my blueberry oatmeal bake from eat your heart out uh which i made with Aton Bernat, who has become a friend and we made some really fun tiktoks together and uh and yeah i ate a huge bowl of that which was Thank goodness I had a wonderful primer of delicious, nutty, rich, you know, healthy oatmeal bread, which tastes like, I'm not joking, this thing tastes like a blueberry muffin bread pudding. It is so good. I ask every single guest to share a little kitchen confession with us. Do you have one that you can share? Without fail, every (laughs) time I turn on the broiler, I burn something. And yet it is the flame I can't stay away from. I use it all the time, but like (laughs) the turning point between perfectly charred and absolutely charcoal is so good and I get distracted and then, you know, I have to make it again. (laughs) I love that. All right. So for those of you who are looking to adopt a healthier lifestyle, look no further. Daphne's taken all the guesswork out for us with Eat Your Heart Out, All fun, no fuss, food to celebrate, eating clean. And if listeners want to reach out for more, how can they find you? Where can they get the book? Um, Let us know. Yay, yes. Come hang with me online. I'm Daphne Oz on Instagram and TikTok and everywhere else. And um, the book is available wherever books are sold. And uh, you can always find me at DaphneOz.com and get you cooking right away. It's that time. We've reached the end of another show. Did we get your stomach growling? Head over to kitchenconfession.com for more recipes and foodie finds. Plus, you can check out ami.ca forward slash kitchenconfession for all the latest on the podcast. Be sure to leave a rating and review so we can keep bringing you more episodes you'll love. Our producer and editor is Matt Agnew, and I'm your host, Mary Mammolini. Thanks for listening. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.